freaking hungry. Okay, you gotta edit that out. I just got yelled at by a grown woman, you know. <laughs> the hot lap. Are you drinking a beer, Brian? All right, well, I'm, this, that's the end of this conversation, and I'll talk intentional as it comes. The hot lap. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the long-awaited next hot lap episode partner with belly up sports jr and brandon here as usual and um man it's been a while yeah it's been too long man uh what has it been a month month and a half maybe i don't know i don't want to look at the the calendar and uh to, to see but yeah it's been long and i you know i definitely before we really get into things i gotta thank everybody that that really kind of stuck with us i heard a lot of people asking when is it going to come back and uh I think we always knew that it, it definitely was coming back. We just, man, life gets in the way. That and now that we're on the track to some sort of normality, especially here in uh, rural North Carolina. But, um, but yeah, just thank y'all to to everybody that stuck with us and um, and just uh, remind us, hey, we we enjoyed the podcast. Yeah, that was very cool seeing all the the people DMing us, uh, asking when it was coming back and, and stuff like that. But man, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I guess we have. Our, I guess we really have our choice today because we've missed so many races. But, but yeah, uh, I thought we'd uh, focus on uh, the last two, which uh, just happened to be uh, the All Star race, an odd time of the year to have the All Star race, and then uh, our previous race um, uh, Sunday afternoon. So, um, so yeah, we can get into it. But w- one thing before we get into uh, the races, I had to ask you: Did you hear about the Tony Stewart Ray Evernham series that uh, they're going to try to bring next year? Yeah, I heard about that, man. But I mean, I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I I want to see uh, if it comes to fruition. I just don't know if they're gonna actually get it off the ground and get it going. But I mean, I hope so. I think it'd be a cool idea. Well, I think that one thing we know about uh, Tony Stewart is that when when he you know truly puts his mind to something, it, it typically happens. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you haven't heard about it, y'all look into it. Um, I can't remember what it's called to be honest. So, let me look it up. Oh. Superstar Racing Experience. So look into that. That's with uh, Tony Stewart and Ray Evernham, and it's going to be using spec cars. So it's kind of like the the iRock series. I don't know if uh, if our listeners are old enough to really remember watching the iRock series, but uh, but yeah, man, that was an awesome series. It was guys uh, champions from uh, all different uh, motorsports come together, and they they near the end they were racing uh, the Trans Am, but uh, just a spec car. So. Maybe they'll race some kind of Camaro or Mustang, but I just seen it today, and I thought it was really cool. So I thought I'd I'd throw that in here before we really got started with uh, our uh, NASCAR stuff. But yeah, uh, I, I definitely hope it uh, it happens, and I think Evernham and Stewart would be a uh, good catalyst for it. Oh yeah, for sure. But man, uh, where to begin with our uh, with our last couple of races? We uh, we got our first, I guess, true rookie winner since. Probably Denny Hamlin in 2006. Uh, I think, you know, Chris Buescher had a win uh, a couple years ago, but it was rain short in that Pocono, and I really don't count it. But um, but it was good to see that. I was I was happy for him. And uh, I don't know if you remember our prediction episode, but you said which one was going to have their first win. Who did I say? Did you say Custer? Just because of his equipment? Yeah, I sure did. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that because <laughs> he's probably been by far the worst rookie this year. I think he's uh, been. I think he's. Uh, I think he's been better than uh, Christopher Bell. No, Bell has been running good as, as of late. He's been running pretty good. Um, I mean, Custer 
it, I'm not going to call it a fluke because he drove his ass off for that last few laps, but it's a fucking fluke. The car was, uh, they have good cars, they have good equipment. I thought, I honestly thought at the beginning of the year that Stuart Haas as a whole would be down. Um, you know, just they were kind of trending that way the last several years. You know, Kevin Harvick's kind of the outlier, so you really can't can't count on him. But man, them cars have been strong. Clint Boyer's ran the top 10. Cole Custard has not been shown winning speed, but he has shown top 15, top 10 speed. And Eric Almarola is on the brink of, you know, but, being but a real credible. Has Custer showed top 10 speed? What, maybe once this year? Uh, I think top 15, top 10. Uh, he was definitely uh, pre- pretty good at uh, Indy. Um, and I, I remember several races. You might not look back and see the finishes, but the speed has been there. Maybe not as impressive as uh, Reddick. And uh, I think he's ran a lot comparable to John Hunter Nemechek. I think that you, you see John Hunter Nemechek because that's a name that in that equipment you're not supposed to see. Um, you know, running the top 15. So I think that's why we noticed him. But Cole Custer has been there. I was looking through some of the uh, the races and the results. He's, he's been there. Uh, I think the team's uh, a lot closer than you think. They're definitely not um, a team that, that I would say could compete for wins every week. But, uh, but man, man, you put him in the right situation. You you gave him the opportunity, and, and look what he did. He drove his ass off. So um, yeah, Let's not talk about uh, running for wins. Let's talk about running consistent top tens first because yeah i know he won but I, i've watched near nearly every race this year and i haven't seen him put together two or three consecutive good weeks but do you think that this could be a catalyst to, uh to to get that team jump started into the right direction i mean sometimes that's all it takes with a young driver is is to break free and get that win and the floodgates open uh this is not the same situation but uh chase elliott for instance Man, he spent th- almost three full seasons just about trying to get his first win. Since then, he's won, has it been seven races now, and just won an all-star race. So sometimes you just got to get that first win. I think uh, Ryan Blaney was a good, uh, uh, you know, he's now won uh, a couple races. His first win took him a couple seasons as well. And a lot of these young drivers, it's taken them season after season where I think Cole Custer is just in a good situation. I mean, you're at one of the top teams in the Cup Series, the premier series of stock car racing, and uh, you know you just won your first race. So maybe maybe that'll uh, light something under the seats of those guys and, and, and maybe more wins and more top five and top tens. Like you said, I'd like to see some more consistency, but but this is a step in the right direction. And I've been really impressed with really all of our rookies. I know that – uh, Christopher Bell hasn't performed as ju- you know as well as we thought we he would have, but I mean, the last couple of weeks just got another top ten this week. Tyler Reddick finished eleventh, really probably had a better car than that, just never could get the track position. And John and Hunter Nemechek was involved in an accident, so really all of our rookies have been been phenomenal. And you know we got Quinn Hoff and then uh, somebody else, but I I mean, can you really count those guys? No, but I mean, I think Cole Custer winning this race could. Uh you know, make everybody's mind that he is in contention for rookie of the year, which I think it's still Tyler Reddick by a landslide so far. He's just been so much more consistent than Custer and Bell. Right. And uh, something else that, uh, you know, that we've kind of really haven't thought about is he's now in the playoffs. Right. Uh, Yeah. And that's what, I don't know. You said it doesn't go by points. I remember us talking about that earlier in the year, but, 
and, and he could be the only rookie to win a race. So is that going to win him rookie of the year or and, and make the playoffs? Um, no, I don't believe so. Not necessarily. I, it goes off of, um, and, and I, we never looked it up after we, we talked about it, but it, it goes off of, I believe it's um, your best, like 25 races or something like that. And I'm pretty sure it goes off of your points in those races. So, um, so some ra- some races are discounted is what you're saying? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. That's how it used to be. Um, that was several years ago, and I haven't really looked at an updated um, – if they've updated the format for it, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but that's how it used to be. Um, I think that this just definitely – if they have changed it, this is going to be really hard for another – I mean, it's, it, it's hard to win in the Cup Series in period. So – Okay, so what's more impressive, Cole Custer getting in on a win or Tyler Reddick getting in on consistency without a win? I, I would go Tyler Reddick all day. Right. I mean, because, uh, you know, lightning can always strike. So, um, right. And, you know, a few things go one way or another, and, and we might be talking about Tyler Reddick having a win this year. Yeah. Um, there were several opportunities that, you know, he could possibly win it. Um, I think uh, you you think about Phoenix. Early in the season, he ran so well, lost his track position at the end of the race. I think a Homestead was one of the best cars all weekend, just unable to get it done, and then Talladega led much of that race. So I'm not – I'm for sure I believe Tyler Reddick has been the most uh, the most uh, consistent rookie and, and the best throughout the season so far. Um, but uh, I think that win definitely gives uh, Custer an advantage and, and possibly momentum going into uh, – the last few races before the playoffs. So, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm ready to uh, see these last few races and see how it plays out. Cause I think Christopher Bell is about to finish the season strong. Yeah. And I can definitely uh, see that team turning things around and, and the playoff bubble. And, you know, we missed Jimmy Johnson, uh, you know, being sidelined a week due to COVID-19. So that I think, you know, that's another player that's now on the bubble where he was 60 points ahead. I I, I got to look at the standings. I, I believe he's right there close to now. You got a cluster of guys that are that are you know bidding for these spots. So um, yeah, last time I looked last week, I think it's about six or seven drivers bidding for three spots. Right, and you know, look at the swing last year. Uh, you know, of drivers that were in and out about this time period. I think that one big one was Daniel Suarez. He was comfortable at a time, and you know he ended up missing the playoffs. So, so you look at that, and then you look at some of the surprises that sneak their way in. So, I'm cheering for Reddick to get in. Um, I I don't know how far out uh, Christopher Bell is uh, to the to the playoffs right now, but like you uh, alluded to just a few minutes ago, I think that that team is going to finish off the regular season strong because they're really building momentum here the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, well, I guess let's move into these ugly underglow lights and number <laughs> placement at this all-star race, man. Just Yeah, just the all-star race in general. So um, I want to start off uh, by talking about this has kind of really been the talk on uh, Twitter the last uh, – uh, I've been really busy at work, so I worked real late today, but I have gotten on Twitter a couple times today, and the talk has been – the Bubba Wallace uh, and Michael McDowell incident. And uh, I, I really wanted to get your thoughts on it, what you thought about the the wreck. Okay. <clears throat> My thoughts, um, I do think he wrecked them and it did look intentional. But I think the bigger idiot out of the whole situation is Bubba Wallace calling out 
the type of person Michael McDowell is afterwards and how he's such a Christian man. Like, don't question that. Okay, be a bigger person. Maybe question his uh, his racing ability, but don't don't take it that far and make yourself look like an idiot. And, you right. know, Bubba Wallace, yes, he's had it rough uh, with some stuff the last few months. But, see, I just think he... He needs to be the bigger person in a lot of these situations, and and he has done a good job at that. But I think the the Bristol incident was uh, he could have been a a better person about the whole situation. So I'm gonna play de- devil's advocate here. Um, so we we talk, um, and not not only us, you know, a lot of people uh, in the media and a lot of fans they think that this generation of driver is. Um, for lack of a better word, soft. They're they're boring. They're boring guys. Uh, don't you think we need someone like Bubba Wallace to kind of you know speak his mind, whether correct or not? Um, don't we don't we have Kyle Busch already? I guess we do have him, but I mean, Kyle's not getting younger. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, but if you're gonna run your mouth like that, be able to produce on the racetrack, right? Well, and and, and that's the other thing. Well, we. Have we really seen um, a fair opportunity for for Bubba Wallace equipment wise? No, you you haven't. And I, the guy can drive, but is he going to yeah. get that type of equipment with you know with some of the post race incidents like that? Like who takes the bumper and go leaves leaves it on the holler? Did you see that? No, I didn't see. I I, I seen a picture. Was that of him standing out there? Is that what he was doing? Was taking the yeah <laughs> yeah a little immature, uh, but. I mean, at the end of the day, I I want that in the sport. So my whole thing about the incident, I didn't think McDowell wrecked him on purpose. And the reason I say that is is if you look on the replay, there was room between William Byron and uh, Bubba Wallace initially. I think he was just trying to fill a a void that that was closing quickly. Um, So that's my thoughts on it. I don't think it was an intentional wreck. do, do I think that he was going to Bubba was going to get the bumper once things were settled out? If the incident didn't take place, absolutely. I think he was going to get it. He just had roughed him up the corner before it, it was going to happen. Um, but if you look at the wreck, I think what really finished uh, finished Bubba off real good was uh, when uh, McDowell's rear came in contact with William Byron's and it really turned the car sideways. And I think that pretty much finished him off for good. Um, there was a chance he could have saved it before that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can see Bubba's frustration because he was going to get in on the fan boat. It was going to be a huge night for him, you know, racing for a million dollars, but I don't know. I just didn't like the, uh, post race incident and I, and I'm a Bubba fan. I just, I think he's immature at times and can definitely handle situations better. And he's going to have to going forward if he wants the opportunities, yeah, right, yeah, and hey, I th- you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe that that helps him get a ride. Who knows? Um, at the end of the day, he is. You got to admit, he is who he is. And oh he, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't try to hide it. I mean, that's who he no. is, and 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 we'll see what it it turns out to be in his career. Yeah, and, and you know, personally, I'm I'm like you. I didn't love. I didn't love the shots at his uh, at Michael McDowell's character. Um. But at the same time, like I said, playing devil's advocate, I mean, I think we need a little bit of that here in, here in the sport. I mean, hell, Michael McDowell was involved in a fight last year with yeah. uh, Daniel Suarez. So, um, but, yeah, I, I wanted to touch on that first just because that really, to me, was um, 
the most exciting part of the night. <laughs> it wasn't uh, for me. Well, I know you're a huge, and, and, <laughs> and I think that uh, I, I like I I wanted to see Chase Elliott uh, win the race. I, I thought that was great, great for the sport. I'm going to be honest with you though. Uh, segment two or no three, I fell asleep. Okay, well I think okay, the race should have been a, like 250 laps. You think it should have been longer? Yes, these little short 15, 25, 35 lap stages, they go by in, a, in fucking 10 minutes, dude, at Bristol. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's the all-star race. Um, I, I do like I do like that they moved it to Bristol. I, I'm going to tell you what I, I wish they would have done. I wish they wouldn't have put uh, the PJ1 on the track. I wish they would have kept it off of it. Um, I think that, that Bristol, and, and, and God, I hope that when, I know it's going to be a long time because there's a concrete racetrack before they have to repave it, but for God's sakes, please take the progressive banking out of that track and reconfigure it like it used to be. Um, That's the but, thing, man. We, we change too much stuff in this sport that doesn't need to be changed. Absolutely. And my kind of my rant, um, I, I told you purposely, I did not want to talk about the race last night. I usually, you know, we usually talk a lot about it after it happens. But um, I, one thing that I have noticed, NASCAR has been very open to change uh, since this new regime has come in. Um, they are listening. They are listening from a lot of different directions uh, and, and getting input. But some of these changes, I'm wondering who is advocating for these changes, because is it the, with the number? It's got to be sponsorships. That would be the only thing that makes sense. Because I, I personally don't want to see the number changed. Okay, some of cars didn't look that bad with the number placement in the rear, but for the most part, I hated it. You know, it, it just. What did it, you hate about it? It just to me, I just I didn't like it. It was different. Um. Well, yeah, you're just not used to it yet. Well, no, I just, I just, did, I just didn't like it. I mean, it just <laughs> I didn't enjoy looking at it. Not because it was different. I just, I just didn't enjoy it. Plus, some of the some of the logos that they put in that space looked completely stupid. Okay. Well, to to that to their defense here, uh, it's their first car they've made like this. So I'm sure they're only going to get better if this does have a future in the sport. And it's the um, all-star race. It's the all-star race. This is an experiment. But uh, I personally was so against this before I started seeing some of the pictures leak and some of the paint schemes because you know how big I am into paint schemes. But Whose was mean, your favorite? I liked Austin Dillon's, Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott, and uh, Christopher Bell's the best. You know who's I think looked the best, and it wasn't one of the ones that you listed. Who's that? Um, call me crazy, but I thought uh, Kyle Busch's looked the best. Like it, it looked better than his normal M and M's car. Um, I guess because he don't really, he doesn't really have logos on his race car. Um, if you notice, it's just a lot of fallen M and M's. I think his number was too small. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and that was another thing I was wondering um, is. Is did some of the f- number fonts change size? I feel like they all ran a different size number. I agree with you. I think some of them were bigger than others, and the ones that were right. bigger showed up better on the racetrack, and the car ultimately looked better. I think that this is something I'm going to have to get used to because I, I truly believe this is something that's coming with the new next gen car. I don't know if it'll be next year, but I think this is something that's coming. Uh, yeah. 
I guarantee um, you this is going to be permanent within within five years. No, I think it's going to be less than I think it's going to be the next two. I think it not this coming up season, but the next. The, these cars are going to have these numbers like that. Now, it's not going to – I'm not going to lose sleep over it, and I'm not going to stop watching NASCAR for it. Um, and, you know, honestly, the underglow is kind of a cool idea if you're going to do a special event like this. But I think that you should let it – let the – color be up to the discretion of the teams because having it manufactured base looked kind of silly out there. I think it looked absolutely ridiculous no matter what color you use. Well, you don't think if Chase Elliott's was green and... and Yeah, I mean, it would have looked cool, but I mean... I I feel like it's turning into a video game. I feel like NASCAR is turning to be so gimmicky on stuff. Okay, well, the All-Star race... All right, so... You have heard me pound this drum 100 times. You know that at I love racing at its purest form, and I hate gimmicks. And I feel like there has been a ton of gimmicks in NASCAR over the last couple of years. And I hate to use that word, but, but that's what they are. Yeah, the All-Star, 100%. All-Star Night is my pass for the sport. Go out there and do the craziest shit that you want to do. Sorry for my language. And they did do that aesthetically on the cars but i think that the race itself just i i I don't know what it was i don't know if it was the the pj one i I don't know i just wasn't okay well they're doing they're adding these number placements and this underglow with the potential it's in the back of their mind to install this in the future whether it be just at the all-star race for the underglow lights or permanent number placement, uh, the underglow lights will probably make a return within the next year or two, for sure, somewhere. You think so? I I don't think that it's going to have a uh, permanent place in the sport moving forward. Not like number placement. Um, No, no, just one-off events is what I'm referring to for underglow lights. You know what I would love to see? Um, I don't know what other event you would do this at. Before they do make the number change, um, I'd like to see another place on the car before they make that permanent change. So just somewhere else. I, I just would like to see what it would look like. I mean, I, I'm a fan of it. And I never thought I would say that, but I thought it looked great. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I, I would like to see another placement. These renderings don't do the cars justice. Because I didn't think any of those renderings looked good. And there was actually some cars out there that I thought looked okay. I'm still not a fan of it. But well, I mean, where do you suggest? Because the only other place would be quarter panel and... Uh, you could slide right, it right, right behind the front tire. Well, no. They, the, there was a couple of different spots when they... Uh, with the... Um, with the... What you call it? The fan talking survey. about on the fucking window or something. The but. fan server. They had one that was like on the back. Uh, no, uh, behind, uh, behind the B post, and then there was one that was behind the front tire. It was slid more to the front. Um, I mean, I definitely don't want it on the rear quarter panel. I think that looks insane. But uh, I don't know if if I could get my way, it'd stay exactly where it's at right now. So, <laughs> no, I mean, I, that's what I prefer. But I'm not gonna be heartbroken. What if it does. What, what are we going to do with throwback paint schemes? You're going to go back to moving the number to where it's supposed to be. and You think we'll do that? Yeah. Okay. You can't make a fucking throwback with a number right there. 
Well, what about uh, triple digit numbers and stuff like that? Then is this? I mean, no, keep no. <laughs> this opens the door to a lot no. of stuff, man. Why does why does moving the number change opening the door to triple digits? That better than never. Come why back. not? Why not? I mean, you're right. That's the way NASCAR thinks these days, and that. They why do. not? Oh fuck! Stop, man. But. That's just my stance. I, I, I you know, I, I didn't know how you, how you fell on it because I didn't want to know until this moment right here. But I wasn't a huge fan of it. And I wasn't a huge fan of the underglow. If if they were going to do it, I think that, like I said, it should be discretion of team. It shouldn't be uh, whatever damn random orange or whatever Chevrolet was and blue for Ford. Because when they did the uh, what was the the burnouts last year in Nashville. Um, yeah, it looked good because it was the damn nighttime and they slated their colors and they lifted right. the car up. Well, hell, I think they need to do that anyways. I think it'd create better racing than what we have to get the sun bitch off the ground. This beer is so good. Yeah, I had one earlier. I'm I'm still on my health kick, so I, I only had one, but I'm probably, I'm probably gonna have another. One. My wife's away tonight, so. Oh, can we do some eye racing after this, or what? We can, we can do it. I don't know how good I will be, but okay. But yeah, so I guess the last thing to touch on, man, is what would you think about the the last segment and, and the winner of the race? Okay, well, absolutely hated the winner of the race. I just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, I know everybody said the race was boring, but I personally like boring when Chase Elliott is leading. I love races where it's not a caution and he's got to, you know, have another restart, pull back away. So if they, everybody's just, you know, doing what they're supposed to do, knocking out the laps, no cautions when Chase is leading, I'm good with that. But overall, <laughs> I think the race was absolutely boring. Um, and, you know, me and a buddy was talking. He said, these drivers are paid so much now. This million dollars doesn't mean shit to them. No. So, so you know, Maybe make this damn thing for five million or something, or two and a half, or three million. You know, because this million is like it, it, it doesn't put these drivers out there beating and banging like they should be for a big prize like the All Star Race should be paying. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then: Do you believe that this is going to be a reoccurring theme, uh, rotating the track for the All Star Race, or do you think this has been a one-off event? Because due to just the events of 2020 and COVID-19. No, I think COVID has opened the minds to everybody that works at NASCAR to change, more change. And I think definitely alternating the All-Star Race will be something that's probably going to happen, even though, you know, I'm a North Carolina native, so I like it being in Charlotte. But I think everybody around the country deserves it to come to a track close to them. What other tracks uh, do you believe deserve um, a date uh, for the All-Star? I mean, just curious because I feel like really um, – Las Vegas would be cool. Yeah. Bristol, to me, is really one of the only short tracks I think that an All-Star race is really feasible. I mean, you could make an argument for somewhere like Richmond. That's what um, I say, Richmond. But I couldn't see one on, at Martinsville. It would be all-track position. Yeah, no Martinsville. And um, Daytona would be actually really cool. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Super Speedway would be interesting. I mean, I, I think the all-star race sh- should be a spectacle. 
throw you you know what i mean like i like i said i hate gimmicks but uh you, you know all-star race night enter i want to be entertained give me some gimmicks and i and, guarantee you you put it at daytona like you're going to be entertained at all-star race <laughs> yeah we might not we're going to have a car win the all-star race like what won the shootout this year probably <laughs> but uh but it'll be fun to watch Right, but I was I was just really curious about that. I was curious uh, if you thought that it would be a rotating door. I do, and I think that another track um, that uh, might might would get a day to somewhere like Phoenix. You know, um, just I don't know why it came to my mind. You know, I know it's getting the championship event, um, but Phoenix, outside of the atrocious uh, races last year, uh, typically puts on a pretty good show. So. Um, that's one that I that kind of comes to my mind. Like I said, super speedways. I couldn't ever see a road course being an all star event. No, personally. I think a good idea would be to you know put it on a five year plan, like alternate the race every five years. Say it go to Charlotte, then Richmond, then Daytona, and then that five years just keep cycling through. They do announcement every uh every uh. Couple no, you years. know you know what. Oh, you year, every year you're going to know what track it's going to be. Either Daytona, Charlotte, Richmond. So you put it on the same rotation. Right. I got you. Uh, that might not be a bad idea. Um, you know, give your Phoenix their race. Give it back to Charlotte. Give it to Daytona. Put it, I mean, you know, select what? five tracks that are kind of. It doesn't necessarily country. have to be Phoenix. I just, you know, it, that just came to my mind. While but I it is on the it. West Coast, and those West Coast fans deserve a chance to go to an all-star race without driving across country. Right, right. I mean, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should put a list together for NASCAR. Do you think they're listening? Well, they listen to our podcast. So. <laughs> well, well, maybe, well, maybe they'll pull some ideas from it. But end of the day, also, I'm just glad we got the All Star race in. Um, unfortunately, next week I probably won't be able to see the race. I'm going to be in Jamaica, guys. Don't judge me for leaving the country during a pandemic. So uh, listen, we're going to miss next week again, but then we're going to be back. Every week uh, to the end of the season throughout the playoffs. <laughs> yep. And once again, guys, we uh, we really appreciate y'all sticking in with us. Sorry that uh, we took such a large break. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll uh, wrap it up from here. Um, but outside of that, man, anything else? Uh, that's about it, man. And I hope you have a safe trip. I hope uh, – well, you know, I hope my test comes back negative. I'm out of work right now just getting – I got a test, what, yesterday, so I'm going to miss a few days just hoping that comes back negative. I had a, a guy uh, that I work with that had it, so uh, just trying to be safe, you know, and do the right thing. I got kids and family at home I need to, to look after, so. Yeah, for sure, man. Keep yourself safe. Y'all be safe out there, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Not next week. I guess two weeks from now. Take care, fellas. <laughs>